up, what's up, what's up, everyone? My name is Ben. Welcome to The Golink Show. I am the founder of Golink, and Golink is a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which I hope is you listening, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. So if you want to grow and you want to develop consistently, then you are in the right place. We provide you with weekly challenges inspired by brands every single week. We partner with these brands that have a mission that align with our values to make sure we are bringing you new ways to level up. So if this is you, of course you can watch me. I put out content every week of me doing these challenges, but I love watching the community do it as well. So make sure you catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube so you can complete these goals with me at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success, no, no, no. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. Like how do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, failure, What role do they play in our lives? Let's talk about the process, the ups and the downs, and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I have Courtney and Karen. So they are sisters and co-founders of Koya, K-O-Y-A, an app that allows you to make someone's day with kindness. And in this interview, we go into how that is done and why you should download the app. We recorded this in their home in Austin, Texas. I was there for a few days and I spent the day with them. And after spending the entire day with them, I was blown away with their genuine hearts. For real. Both of them have such rich spirits, it blew my mind. It's no surprise that their team launched an app with a mission surrounding kindness and making people's days. So hear about how Koya got started, about the world travels and their service trips, and why they're incredibly passionate about kindness. My big takeaway from this was how they celebrate micro goals and micro celebrations. Because they're entrepreneurs, it can get so easy to just be stuck in your home all day and all things are growing as fast as they want them to, but they set micro goals every day and they have micro celebrations, whether they're dance parties or walks around the neighborhood. I love this interview. It's been a pleasure getting to know them. Let's get into it. Enjoy. All righty. Uh, everyone, welcome to the Goaling Show. Wave. I'm not sure if we're actually going to use that, but anyway. But so we are live in your new home. Yeah. And if you, through the video, you can see I'm incredibly relaxed, <laughs> incredibly s- serene. Um because I tweaked my back this morning and you guys have given me some icy hot, some like oil and now a hot pad and now I'm leaning back. So thank you um, for treating me so nicely and helping me recover. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. Yeah. So we are in Austin, Texas and you guys um, are the founders of Koya. So, um, Karen, Courtney, introduce yourselves real quick so you can hear your voices. I'm Karen. <laughs> and I'm Courtney. Boom. And then you guys are sisters. Yes, correct. Yes. And so, Koya, I think, well, so, Courtney, how did we originally get in contact? Was it that you, did you, did you like, was I promoting a fo- photo or how did you see it? Because then I think I, I said I like your I page or something. I don't remember. Okay. I know you messaged. Yeah. Uh, Karen was asking me earlier, and I couldn't remember uh-huh. if I had liked one of your things first or if you had. I didn't I know. I think so. I think what it was is you liked one of mine. Oh, okay. And then I went to your Instagram, and I was like, this is really cool. Like, I like it. And I 
checked it out and I messaged you and then we talked on the phone and of course connected and then what you told me earlier today just so everyone knows what we were doing before this is we were doing like kind of a kindness challenge uh, for this week's challenge was to we hand wrote is that how you say it hand wrote hand we wrote with hands <laughs> with, with pens with pens and we gave them to people out in public and so check out the video for this week because it's really cool and the words were really meaningful and we read a couple of those and uh, Courtney I think you teared up a little bit oh yeah it was so sweet it was so <laughs> sweet and genuine when I read mm-hmm. both of their notes like mm-hmm. a, if I imagine myself receiving that from mm-hmm. a stranger and how beautiful that would have felt yeah and we're definitely going to talk a lot about Koya but I've just felt so at home and loved already by you two and so I just really want to acknowledge like for real like just acknowledge you two for being such genuine people and reciprocating the deep thoughts and conversations that I like to have well we adore yeah. you oh thank you and it feels so yeah. mutual you feel like we feel at home with you too it's easy to be around you and mm-hmm. fun and it's refreshing really honestly mm-hmm. yeah you're our people <laughs> so glad we finally met yes. i'm sure we were going to at some point so yes i'm glad met. it was today the yeah s- the stars aligned <laughs> um so let's just get let's start talking about koya so how did it start what it is k-o-y-a koya what is it mm-hmm. well koya stands for kindness anya that's what mm-hmm. the k-o-y-a stands for and we started it as a family um, back in February 2018. It was our dad's birthday. And we always reflect on like the past year and then reflect on the next year. And mm-hmm. for the next year, we just asked him, what are your hopes and dreams? Like, what are you wanting to do this year? And he said, I really want to start a family business. Uh, mm-hmm. And our dad is a serial entrepreneur. So this wasn't like. So oh, what does that mean? Like. He has started mm-hmm. companies before. He is uh-huh. very innovative, always cool. futuristic, thinking about the next thing that would make the world a better place, that would make life easier. Um, like what's one cool thing that you guys like that he's done in the past? Mm, well, he created My Coach for Adidas. It's like similar to like Nike Run or Map My Run, mm-hmm. but he is the one that innovated the product. That's freaking huge. Yeah, so Adidas bought his company. Uh, he had a successful exit to them yeah, that's and crazy. had been working for Adidas for 10 years before. Awesome. Really itching to start something new. Mm-hmm. But living life with him, growing up with him, he would say all the time, oh, it'd be so cool if we did something like, I can't think of something specific right now, mm-hmm. but if we did something like this, it would be really cool. And then like two years later, it'd be, it would, we'd see it come out and be like invented. That's awesome. So he's always been kind of like on the cusp and like cutting edge of things, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool to grow up around. It's also very cool for us because the idea of an entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur was an entrepreneur was very normal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, we always thought like anything was possible and being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. was like a normal job. Whereas I some people that. don't, that's not like in their normal job options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we felt really lucky for that for sure. So you're at his birthday. Yes. At his birthday, he says he wants to start a family business. Uh And we were like, all right, let's do it. Um, And he asked us, what are some problems you've been facing recently? Some pain Mm -hmm. points. And I'm going to take it. I'm going to let Courtney take it over from here. (laughs) (laughs) And that same week, 
we I don't know what was going on in the universe, but several of our friends were going through a really hard time. And so Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, but at that time, one of my best friends was overseas and I wanted to send her a massage. Number one, I'm map challenged, so that was already a problem because trying to find her um, a massage place nearby where she was staying, I like I could not figure it out. Plus, um, doing the exchange rate and just all of the things made it very complicated. The time difference, like making calls in a different language, like it was just was a my my brain was spinning, and eventually it ended up after doing trying for hours, deciding I would do something else for her. Mm-hmm. At that same that same week, um, a couple of m- one of my sister's friends was going through a hard time, and she wanted to get her a handle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, and so she had to get a lot of different friends to help in order to facilitate that exchange. Mm. So there was. So all you both these said this at the table or at mm-hmm. the party. Okay, cool. So we were just telling these different scenarios of how we had tried to show our friends that we cared. Um, but it was more diffi- like it was more difficult or more challenging than you would imagine. And my dad immediately said, I have a fix for that. <laughs> so yeah, his, I love the story. His specialty <laughs> is actually a geofence technology. That's one of his specialties. And so he was like, seriously, girls, like I know some like I know how to make this happen mm. um, in a real and authentic way using the technology that everybody already has. Yeah, so our mom and our younger sister jumped on board, too, and we're really excited about it. Our mom was really excited because growing up, our parents would do this to each other all the time Mm -hmm. and surprise each other with coffee. Like, my mom would walk in, my dad would be overseas for work, and he would have bought her coffee ahead of time Uh, um, or, like, left her flowers at a place or whatever. Our mom would have left him notes in his suitcase, stuff like that. So we grew up thinking that kind of um action or whatever was totally normal uh and we loved because of that we implemented took it into our adult lives you naturally just did that yeah, for your friends and loved yeah. ones yeah naturally did it for our friends and each other just love figuring out ways to surprise people and make them feel like so loved and seen um in a very like intentional way so that's so cool yeah so my dad was like we can do this with technology i know we can so um we kept talking about it at his dinner, and then uh, they started the design sprint in August last year. Of the app? Yes. Right. Uh, he decided to stop working at Adidas. And For this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, so he yeah. like, had the option of staying uh-huh. um, and, like, you know, working, doing something different there. And he decided instead of doing that and expanding his career there, he wanted to start something new, which we're so thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> they started, he took, they took off for the summer. He just kind of like did a vacation, relaxed, got rejuvenated. Then in August to the design sprint, um, and October, Courtney and I came on full time. So October, 2018, you yes. guys came on full time. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cause we were still working with nonprofits and socially conscious companies in Asia. Uh, and we actually finished off the year with our commitments and contracts. Um, but still came on full time with Koi in October and then just did double time until, January when we were exclusively working for Koya, uh, which is crazy because we haven't been in one place for a very long time. We've always been on airplanes traveling. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I love the idea of just like uh, the inception of it. And uh, almost I can picture it in my mind. It's like a movie 
Like for real, I hope we should turn this into a movie one day. Ooh, I'm just like at like at the like you're at a birthday, you know, and it's just like I can just picture some like cool dad. Girls, what are your pain points? <laughs> <laughs> and then just some like really cool daughters, you know, and you're just like aligned and you say these things and because what kind of dad asks that? I mean, that's just yeah. cool. You know, I love that. And then of course you guys are so aligned that you both say like the same thing. That's just a really cool thing that's mm-hmm. obviously meant to be mm-hmm. um so i just i think that's a really cool story um let's talk about just kindness in general for a second of why do you think it's important to show kindness like why would you guys before this app even existed why were you doing these random notes or coffees to people like in different parts of the country different countries what is the importance of showing kindness to other humans mm. whether you know them or not because today we showed kindness to random people. Yeah. I think it keeps us connected. You know, whether it's your friends or family or strangers, it's just that connectedness of, like in humanity and not feeling alone, but feeling like we're in it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and by being kind and being intentional, intentionally showing kindness in some way, shape or form, it reminds us that we're not alone and that someone out there is thinking of you and loves mm-hmm. you and cares about you. I would say to jump on that, it's also the idea that we all belong together. So me being kind to someone randomly on the street, they're not just someone random on the street. Like that's, I belong to that person and they belong to me and they have a piece of something beautiful that I want to see and experience and like vice versa. So for me, it's, it's all yeah it's like that connectedness of Mm -hmm. understanding that and it's a gift Mm -hmm. (laughs) to look someone in the eyes and get to see the love Mm -hmm. even if you don't really know them because we we do belong together they're not just a stranger not just someone's mom like we yeah we belong yeah i think that's what makes life so beautiful to me Mm -hmm. dang you i love that was there a certain experience that helped you realize that, Courtney, that instead of because it's so easy just to put a label on someone or just we're, we see so many people so often. And so to really be intentional with that thought, I think, can be difficult sometimes to really focus and zone in and like like they belong to me and I belong to them almost just like an exchange. And I don't think you need to say anything exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to always every single person you <laughs> yeah. see you look amazing or like (laughs) love your energy. Um, but was there a specific moment that you realized that we're all connected like deeply? Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe a decade ago I was in Europe. I was in, um, the UK and I, I just had this really interesting encounter. It's hard to put into words, but I had an encounter with love and I, I knew in that moment it was like for the first time I felt wholly seen and wholly loved for who I was, not for what I did, not for the fact that I was Karen's sister or Cherie's daughter or mm-hmm. XYZ. It was just because of who I was. It just me being me, me breathing was beautiful. I felt loved just for that. And from that moment forward, I mean, that changed my life. I was, mm. I still am an introvert, but I was painfully shy I wouldn't talk to strangers but having that experience of someone of love seeing me and accepting me 
it was a game changer. I wanted to get, I wanted to reproduce that Mm. for other people because it just, it shaped my life. And so I started really small. I think we were in Finland after that. And I remember seeing this, this person, I wanted to start waving at people. Mm. It seems so silly, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to wave at them and see what would happen. So this Mm -hmm. guy was walking by, he looked so sad Mm. and I wanted to wave at him and just say hi. And so I did. And he looked, he turned around and looked behind him trying to figure out who I was talking to. And that is the moment that I decided if this is all I do for all my life is notice one person at a time, Mm. this will be a life well spent. Because just to see the look on his face when he thought it was someone else and then to when it registered that I was waving to him, it was like he came alive. His, his, like his shoulders were no longer slumped and he stood up uh. straight and I don't know it and that's how I felt when I had that encounter with love I felt like oh my gosh <laughs> ah, I belong I'm seen and I think that's sort of what runs through my mind um yeah and through Karen's as well because you had a similar experience that's an incredible story it's it's funny I'm so glad we did what we did today with um just these kind of like thank you notes and just recognizing people for being them just because of what you guys said, but like for real, I felt that like I was getting emotional. I could tell like that was like really powerful for you. Not so cool. Um, because like what you guys are doing, it's cool because it's like a business idea. It's this app and technology, but really to me, what it means is that, you know, and like you guys have the intent behind it. And like, I know it'll do well, but it's just, Like, I love the idea, and so, yeah, before we get too far into it, do you you mind telling us what the app is? We haven't even said that yet. What, (laughs) and we're talking about deep, loving moments, but but what is the app? Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) I'll give a practical example Mm -hmm. instead of giving you all the techie terms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, one of my really good friends lives in Detroit, so... Mm. Um, she just finished writing uh, a paper for school and, um, I could send her a Koya to congratulate her, Mm -hmm. you know, just be like, Hey, you did it. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I know that she loves going to this one bar hole in the wall bar. Mm -hmm. And I know she frequents this place. Um, you know, at least I don't know about right now, but I would say like once a week or every other week, something like that. So I know she's going to go there probably pretty frequently. Um, in the moment I can choose that location, the moment she walks into that bar, she would get a Koya for me, the message I sent her. And it'll be a personal, uh, message. I'll probably do a video because I love people seeing my face and, <laughs> and seeing, you know, I'm with them in that moment, like really celebrating them. Um, just saying, Hey, congratulations. I love you. I'm so proud of you. You know, drinks on me tonight. Mm. And, um, she would get that message and then she would get money transferred into her account. So it goes around the vendor. Uh-huh. It's peer to peer. Right now we're utilizing PayPal, but in the future we'll have other ways to send money peer to peer. But it's just a way to incorporate, you know, location and the intent of like that person's already going there. I'm being intentional with like my personal message to her. And I'm also being transactional because I'm able to buy her a drink and she lives so far away. I can't do it in person, but here's mm-hmm. a way I can do it um, from a distance and make her feel thought of and seen and celebrated. That's cool. So does she get the message on the app and then she goes mm-hmm. to the bar? Yeah. So 
She would, the moment I send the Koya, she'll mm-hmm. get a notification saying, Karen sent you a Koya somewhere in Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't tell her where. Okay. Um, but she'll get a notification when she walks into that bar. Because okay. she'll hit the geolocation, uh. the geofence, and be like, oh, you've discovered your Koya. <laughs> okay, so that's cool. I think that's an important thing of, yeah. like, you know it's in the area, but mm-hmm. hopefully you, the giver, know some... F- of their favorite things so it's almost it has that like uncertainty and surprise element too because you Mm -hmm. don't know exactly where it is yeah for sure you can ask within the app like for a hint you can be like hey can you Uh, help narrow it down for me and i could respond we've been here a million times mm -hmm. (laughs) i know you like this hole in the wall place um i could you know give her different hints uh to help lead her there but I also could just straight out tell her in the hint, you know, or she could ask me, oh, I don't have time. To or like, like in the video, you could yeah, say, sure. I got you this. Go to this bar. Enjoy drinks on me. Well, she won't get the video to. until the moment she walks into the bar. Oh, yes. So okay, that all okay. happens once it's triggered by location. So the money is triggered by location, the personal messages. Uh, so and like receiving the Koya. I like yeah. that. So why do you guys think that is like in a key element of the app of why did you decide to differentiate besides telling someone here's a gift card go Mm -hmm. to starbucks today versus you don't know exactly where it is and it's cool that it it pops up when you get there so Mm -hmm. why did you decide to go that direction not to go too too deep to Mm -hmm. answer that question but part of our goal as a company is to help and relational poverty mm-hmm. so mm. the idea behind it's the intentionality piece mm-hmm. of someone knows you well and they enough. know you well enough to know mm-hmm. that you'll go there mm. and getting that surprise aspect when you arrive at a place that you would already have gone to paired with the intentionality of the message and all, like time um, location and then a gift all combined in one moment we feel like has a potential to really make someone feel seen in a way that just like a transactional thing, like a gift card or sending someone a Venmo um, is, is unable to do in the same sort of more meaningful. Yes. That's the idea. Um, Multiple like levels of intentionality. Like it could be like a memory, you know, or an experience you've had before, like between those two people, you already have like, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And in the app, like in an update we have, I think in two weeks or something, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to add a favorites to your profile. So I might know that my friend loves getting coffee, mm-hmm. but I might not know where she gets it on her way to work, you know. So I could see the exact place that she likes going. So then now I know she likes coffee and I can get it at the location that she frequents. And then you do have that element of surprise when she walks in and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, I was just coming here to get my normal coffee before work. And now not only am I leaving with coffee, but my friend bought it for me and I'm leaving feeling like a million bucks because mm-hmm. I'm thought of, I'm seen, I feel loved. Now I can conquer this Monday. Yeah, that's awesome. So really the cool part of it is, so if someone knew me, I switch it out quite a bit, but I go in phases. So the same in like a Chipotle phase. And like, so I could just, I pop in, I walk in the door and all of a sudden I get this notification. Mm-hmm. I get money through the PayPal and then it's like sweet burrito on yeah, mom or whoever yeah. gave me it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so where did the name Koya 
come from? Kindness, Anya. How, what, where was that inspired? We were brainstorming as a family and came up with it. But really, <laughs> after brainstorming as a family, mm-hmm. maybe like for two days, Karen ended up coming up with the name Koya. I forgot how you... It sounds really good. Like I like like send a Koya. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to, like as it grows throughout the years, that's going to be... A, I can just tell. Mm-hmm. It's just so natural. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like... like send me a dm no like send me a koya yeah we were wanting it to be like snappy Mm -hmm. and to be able to feel like even saying it it's because it ends in an a Mm. it sounds happy you know like koya Ah, um and it can be used as you know a descriptor so and as soon as you said it all of us were like oh my gosh yes (laughs) that that sounds right and did you come up with the kindness anya Mm -hmm. before you told us that it was like the name koya or after oh i don't remember that yeah i could find it probably in a journal somewhere i was thinking (laughs) about like yeah i think i mean court and i really care about branding a lot and yeah the brand or the logo looks really good thanks Mm -hmm. but yeah colors brand just making something look beautiful and creative and appealing and so obviously with the name too we want it to be similar like something something that sounded easy to say easy to remember mm-hmm. i like it Thanks. um okay karen what i want to hear about that moment for a view of when you experienced mm. what we were talking about before because oh. i want to go you know me already yeah. in this half a day we spent together yeah you better bring your scuba gear with me let's go <laughs> Thinking for going deep. <laughs> going deep. <laughs> yeah. Down under. <laughs> Down under. Uh, um, where's that moment that mm-hmm. you were just that unconditional kindness? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't think there's actually one moment for me, um, but it's definitely been a compilation of moments over my mm-hmm. life. I was trying to think of some of you know the biggest influences in my life who have showed me radical kindness and love and for sure would be my family um starting with like my grandparents and uh, they're some of the most generous mm-hmm. kind loving people on this planet and we're their only grandchildren and um they're just they give us everything they're so kind so intentional always visiting us on like for holidays um would literally give us the moon if they mm-hmm. could. And they believe in us so much. And that passed down to, you know, our dad and, and our mom too. And they have always believed in us and loved us and cheered us on and made us feel like anything was possible. Mm. So I think it was for sure implemented or displayed, come implemented, displayed <laughs> <laughs> a young age in my life mm-hmm. where I was like, wow. This, it felt normal to me to be like radically kind and loving and generous. Um, and then continuing to grow up, I, I've i had just the most incredible, I've been gifted with the most incredible friends and mm-hmm. community, people that have surrounded me and cheered me on and made me feel so supported and loved. Um, made me feel like anything was possible. So when you, uh, when you know that you're radically loved, I think it's very easy to radically love other people. Mm. Um, and when you're, when kindness is so normal and such a normal part of your life, I think it's again, easy to just like let it overflow to other people around you, whether you know them or not. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's cool. I think that's even another reason why 
we should show kindness so it can be multiplied even more Absolutely. It's a by the giver because that mm-hmm. or sorry by because we give it to one person yeah. and then that person hopefully give it to another mm-hmm. and another mm-hmm. and then it's just across mm-hmm. yeah it's just keeps giving yeah it just keeps giving that's that's funny i've never it finally hit me what because kindness keeps on giving is that the phrase mm-hmm. i finally understand it <laughs> better late than never <laughs> yeah like like i knew that it like yeah. what it meant like oh yeah like kindness keeps on giving but no it's like it keeps going person yes. to person to person yes, yes, yes okay cool look at this okay cool <laughs> uh, um anyway let's talk about your background because you guys used to do um so yeah, just kind of give us the background on like the nonprofit work and the social good that you guys have kind of led up to this point. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially young people, think that they have to have an idea immediately or have something figured out. But you guys are in your spot right now. Yeah, like your dad like has awesome ideas and that forms your experience too. But part of it is the journey that you've taken up to this point. And you guys were, f- I think, formulated and molded for this. And you just have to like live life and go through your experiences. Sometimes that's when you're a kid. Sometimes that's in your 20s, 30s, 40s, so on. Yeah. You know, we're all living at our own time. So what experiences kind of helped you up into this point to get you kind of molded and ready to develop this app and change the world? <laughs> Told you. Bring your scuba gear. <laughs> huh. Um, well, I was th- at first I was thinking about how a lot of, you know, where we are now, a lot of that is just people believing in us. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to mm. even quantify or, or think back on things. I Like, it is amazing to think back on the things that I did and how mm-hmm. it has prepared me in some ways to feel comfortable um, doing this app. But I think even all of those little small things were the generosity of other people giving me a chance when maybe I didn't quote unquote deserve that chance. Mm. Um, And I think slowly that allowed me to feel comfortable in myself and I developed some skills, but that that's taken years like the things to bring me to right now Mm -hmm. where I would think that that was even possible to start a company and create an app that was never in my wildest dreams that that would be a possibility for me like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and slowly people just were giving me chances that I I don't feel like I should have been given like I used to be a ghost writer for someone I wasn't a writer I'm a psych major Mm -hmm. and (laughs) she just Mm -hmm. wanted she just told me hey why don't you do this for me and so what was that? A ghostwriter for a book or for what? Um, for a blog about okay. interior design, which I also am not an interior designer. So things like that. But like in LA, she's actually really good at both, like design, like interior uh-huh. design and writing. So it kind of was perfect. <laughs> it's not like they were asking you to do something. You didn't well, for have me, any gift in at all. <laughs> at the time, it uh-huh. didn't. I didn't feel like I had. Yeah, this I didn't feel qualified, but because someone saw that in me and they believed mm-hmm. in me, suddenly I believed in myself. And I feel Ooh. like that's what has brought me to right here and now is back in November, I'll never forget it. We were at a coffee shop with our dad. Just um, past November? Mm-hmm. Our parents had already, you know, kind of talked about bringing us on board. We did not know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
October. October? Yeah. Okay, October. Um, and our dad asked if we would come on full time with Koya. So you guys didn't know that. Like you guys had this idea and came mm-hmm. up with it, but you guys didn't know you're going to work on it. We were doing other jobs at the time. We were starting other right. businesses. Uh-huh. Yeah. We were actually in the process of starting another app at the time. Uh. So while while working with nonprofits <laughs> and socially conscious companies, we were on the side creating our own app that we had been working on. Just you two? Koya. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we came up with ideas of family for Koya, and then uh-huh. my dad was gonna like run with it and. Mm decided to pull like everybody on board as a family and do it like i mean it was the idea as a family but mm-hmm. we didn't know how serious he was about really running with it until he started running with it and was like jump on board like mm-hmm. let's do this together okay. i'm really serious and at that point we had the choice do we want to continue pursuing the app that we were developing by ourselves mm-hmm. and continue working you know in the nonprofit sector or were we willing to like leave all that behind and take a risk and just do this full time so that was like the last week of October, I think. Yeah. And he, he asked us, and I'll never forget, I think you and I both teared up. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Because to have your mm-hmm. dad, but like your, just believe in you enough yeah. to want to bring you on board, that meant so much to us. Yeah, and you have to understand, our dad has like 50 patents. Yeah, like so he is so <laughs> brilliant. Like people mm-hmm. want to work with him so bad. And so for him to look at us, we don't have any tech experience like yeah we hustle hard mm-hmm. we're like norwegian workhorses <laughs> or freaking clydesdales but like Clydesdale. yeah but do we have like the tech uh-huh. experience or that knowledge or expertise is our resume like out the door no and yet he was choosing to ask us out of anybody who work with in the world and it was not pity it was genuine like <laughs> you girls have what it takes. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I want to do this with you. And he honored us and told us the different things that he saw in us. And I don't know, that was yet another moment where yeah. someone took a chance on, on me and on Karen. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a chance on me. I love that song. <laughs> um, yeah. And that had happened even with the nonprofit stuff I and mean, the same thing. There was a couple people that just believed in us and gave us the opportunity to help um, head up their communication department. And those skill sets are now what we primarily draw from Mm. with Koya and marketing and all of that. Mm. So just looking back, I'm amazed at all of, I just see people. I don't really see like, oh yeah, I did this and then that's how I'm here suddenly. No way, it was people that took a chance on Mm -hmm. us Time and time, no, just <laughs> uh, time and time again. Uh-huh. Time after time. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. I told you it was karaoke Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's cool. So talk about the nonprofit. Like, what were you guys doing? I know you guys worked together and separately. So, mm-hmm. like, what did that experience look like? And what were you guys doing? Like, were you actually getting paid for doing this? Yes. Okay. For a while, it was like several years. It was volunteering essentially mm-hmm. um sometimes i even like pay my way um same for court and in order to be able to like work with these nonprofits, um but it's, it's kind of like volunteering like not coming alongside them and doing what they're doing but volunteering our talent or like i'm a photographer Corey's a writer storyteller and we did you know humanitarian photography videography storytelling together mm-hmm. um and separately too so, so for the nonprofit, yes. for that brand, you would take photos. Mm-hmm. 
and kind of be part of that Mm -hmm. um, visual aspect for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And um, initially, yeah, sometimes we would volunteer um, and we would even pay our way just because we believed in what they were doing so much mm. in like so many different sectors, like education, healthcare, so many. I mean, this is like, even while we were in college, actually right out of high school, I, I went overseas to volunteer. And then in college throughout our, our breaks, like spring breaks and summer breaks and winter breaks, we would be volunteering if we could, you know. So where time. does that come from? Like, why were you guys volunteering? Like, I think mm-hmm. it's become more popular. Sure. But 10 years ago, it wasn't as popular. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about this the other day. I don't know if this is the exact reason, but I definitely think this played a huge part in it. When we were growing up and we're in elementary school and I think elementary school, um, our parents were part of like this nonprofit in Austin that like fed the homeless Mm -hmm. and they took us along and we would just like go out and give like meals to the homeless. And that was like so normal for us. Um, like to weekly just go out and just be like, Hey, like love you. Hope you have a good day. Like Mm -hmm. here's a hot meal. And, um, and we would just make friends with people that happen to be homeless and try and sit with them and learn from them and hear their story. Um, so I, I don't know about for you, Corp, but I think that played a huge role in thinking that was normal or uh, receiving, like realizing it. And it's not (laughs) even like, gosh, I hate, I hate like handouts. I really do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think there's a lot of negative connotation with a lot of it because it can be harmful. Um, but I think like that experience gave us the opportunity to see people and not there's no separation and anybody with any circumstances like we're able to learn hear people other people's stories and just like sit with them and and learn from them like Cordy said we all belong together Mm. you know we're we're all we're all connected so to take that action of taking a moment just to like sit with someone that might be potentially a little a little different socio economic position than I'm in and learn from them and hear from them was really beautiful and important in shaping us. I'm really thankful for it. Yeah. That's um, cool. Cause yeah, you're right. I don't think it's normal for kids. Like for me, it was not wanting to be like uncomfortable. Like why would I want to go to like Africa where it's hot and like, mm-hmm. or sweat and like dig holes or, you know, or like build a house. Cause it's just so like, selfish you know like why would I do that like that sounds uncomfortable you know but like as you I think that's so important there's a couple of things but yeah just like leading by example like of what your parents have done and then also going back to the moment of giving someone a chance but it's not just like give anyone a chance I think it's truly focusing on your strengths I think that's what's happened too so how did you, like, if you guys would go back to, because earlier today we we're talking about your guys' personalities, how your op- opposite of, we've talked about like Enneagrams and like love languages and just, which I love that whole conversation. Like, do you, just like when you were kids, did like you just have these like similar personalities? Because I know you guys said that you were always together. Um, yeah, I'm just curious I guess, yeah, I don't know what my question is right now. But, yeah, like, did you guys just, do you guys feel like you're always, like, a one-two punch and, like, a team type of thing? Like, do you always feel like that, like, growing up? Just, like, a squad, like, a team, like, a duo? 
Yes, but I would say in a very different way than uh-huh. now. I think growing up, it was so, we were so integrated, we were so together that it was hard to find any sort of separation. And now we both have come into our own, if mm-hmm. you may, and we feel comfortable in ourselves. So now it's more of a complementary um, duo versus a joined at the hip type of duo where we mm-hmm. each are able to bring our own thing to the table and we feel comfortable and confident to mm-hmm. do that what do you think what are your guys do you guys have like goals for koya specifically of like we want to have this many users by x or you just kind of go we were talking about intentions earlier do you just hustle as hard as you can or how does that look like for a brand new startup and a brand new app like what's the strategy because i think a lot of people out there listening or just in general we have all these ideas we want to change the world right Mm -hmm. but like what is like be real how many hours do you work Mm -hmm. like even though you're doing something that has so much meaning behind it it isn't easy so what does that real life look like behind building a startup and app and an app well (laughs) (laughs) uh we average 80 hours a week for work. Yeah. Um, and if we're being incredibly honest, even when we aren't working, we're still yeah. oftentimes thinking about work, thinking about ways to improve things, um, problem solving in our minds or even in, you know, normal conversations, asking um, friends like, hey, have you tried the new feature? What do you think? Mm-hmm. So it definitely is a big part of our lives right now. I think um, we have, you know, several goals. Courtney mentioned, you know, our main goal, which is very lofty, but I really do believe it is beautiful goal to have as like, you know, a target mark mm-hmm. is to end, to help be the catalyst to end relational poverty. And, um, and we see that, you know, Koya is a connector. Um, it gives people the ability to connect with someone else, um, and to make people feel seen. So it alleviates loneliness and depression, um, so many different things. So, I mean, I think the, for us, at least, I think that's a huge target mark for us, like end goal, but we have like the other, you know, KPIs and stuff like that with like, we want to have like hundred thousand monthly active users by first quarter next year but not downloads like we won't have a million downloads by the, you know what i mean like we have those normal ones but those aren't the ones that move us those aren't the ones it. that keep us up late at night mm-hmm. and the ultimate goal for us is like working with these nonprofits and socially conscious companies we saw the importance of money and um and the importance of this yeah the importance of how money helps with sustainability, microfinancing, microeconomics, like, you know, keeping these things alive, we really care about sustainability and we would love to be able to help um, in some small way, you know, start like microeconomic projects and like, Ooh, you know, cool. f- be the ones that are able to, to give out micro loans and empower people to start their own businesses. And so I think that kind of stuff is what probably keeps us up at night keeps us working longer and harder more than the normal kpis i love it how you that was like it wasn't a test but if it was you would have passed the flying colors because because you asked you took the question of like what's like what's the you know behind the scenes of an entrepreneur and you brought it back to the meaning and not just like a kpi 
but relational poverty that's what you call it mm-hmm. okay so i love that i haven't heard that phrase before relational poverty is that something that's did you guys make up that term or is it like out there i'm just unaware of it i think it's out there uh-huh. maybe in some like niche groups <laughs> <laughs> um uh-huh. it's for us what that means mm-hmm. is having experienced what we experienced overseas where perhaps um people may have poverty physical. like physical poverty overseas we experienced some of the most hospitable warm generous kind-hearted yeah relational wealth like it was incredible um and then living kind of like in a a way living over there Mm -hmm. to a certain extent coming back here you just see this interesting disconnect where maybe we live in different kinds of homes and we do things differently but we're so physically we're more comfortable comfortable, perhaps but then but then not relationally, like we're so disconnected. Everybody, you walk into a building and everyone's on their phone. No one notices each other. Mm-hmm. That stark contrast from going and then coming back and then going and then coming back really, um, w- yeah, it was shook noticeable. Us, yeah. It shook us. Yeah, it, it still does. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. So I actually, I think I wrote about this like a year ago. Do you, from your guys' experience, do you think people in third world countries, are they truly happier? Is it the poverty? And if they are, is it like the poverty because they don't know better? like, Or because of their tough circumstances, they appreciate the little things more? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your opinion on are they truly happier? Because mm-hmm. you kind of hear that, right? Is these third world countries, like, they're happier than, like, America. Like, why? Or why does that come up? I think it's the gratitude piece yeah. every little thing that they have like their family they treasure there aren't nursing homes they take care of each other they believe that that they belong to another and so they live their lives taking care of each other yeah loving and taking care of each other and taking care of each other's children you know like doing washing clothes together cooking together you know hunting together like such a, the community and the that I don't know that for I guess not not just even community but some tribes too like they're just it's so tightly knit mm-hmm. like Cora said they know they belong to each other there isn't a separation like we have here it's like individualism is so highly esteemed like, mm. you know being separate and set apart um, but there's a lot of loneliness that comes with that and yeah maybe you'll be like a millionaire or a billionaire and you'll be able to climb the top of the ladder but if you're alone how what to what end like Hmm. how is that truly going to make you happy money can't buy the world but like the sense of belonging and loving and being loved and living in that tight community that is everything that's what makes us come alive Hmm. so i think that's why it's it's quite different and that's why there's more probably perhaps more happiness there okay i like that answer because i think so with technology right it's life gets easier it gets more comfortable it gets more convenient However, right, we do get more alone and sucked into, like, our own minds. And that's probably, I mean, it is why, like, you know, depression and anxiety are, like, on the rise because you're more secluded. And it's only going to get worse. I don't think we should say, like, screw technology, like, throw your phones away. No, like, it's going to get more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So you accept it and then you find more ways, like Koya, to make it. Technology for good. Yeah, for good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. 
So uh, do, do you guys have any other ideas how we do that here? I mean, you're, I'm not asking you to do anything because you're already doing enough. But like any other ideas for like just anybody out there, whether it's day-to-day simple things of how do we build? Because I agree with you. Build, like that happiness comes from belonging and like making a difference and helping each other. So like how do we do that in America day-to-day or just in Europe, anywhere that's, you know, living well physically that we perceive, right? Yeah, yeah right. I would say it starts with one person at a time. Mm-hmm. I can't juggle too much at once. So mm-hmm. I really do believe that it starts one person at a time. So when you wake up in the morning and you're brushing your teeth, looking yourself in the mirror and finding something to be grateful for, mm-hmm. as well as saying, you know, just okay, you got this. Like I, I sometimes <laughs> will do like declarations. I'll look at myself and be like, all right, Cordy, you got this. You know, you're here. Yay. Like you're X, Y, Z. Then you woke up. Yeah, you woke up. I woke up. <laughs> like this. Right. I like, this. like <laughs> and finding, finding that, like that gratitude in the morning for like the little things. And then you step outside your door and you see your neighbor across the street. There you go. There's another person. It's just one person at a time choosing to see them and love them. And I do think that starts with yourself because you can't get Mm. what you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. So when you choose to do that for yourself, you're able to have so much more, like, it's kind of like a bucket. If you have holes in your bucket and you're expecting someone else to fill it, it's awfully hard for you to then give any water to anyone else. But when you fill your own holes and you love yourself, um, you're able to have so much more love to give for other people. So I think it's kind of like that, just one person at a time. It's not like rocket science. It's not like very complicated, I don't think. I think we make it so complicated, like, okay, we have to make a plan. And then (laughs) once you make a plan to go and love people and change the world, (laughs) then like, what are our, like, how are we going to do it? And then we just don't do it. Because then I just want to take a nap after. Because like, I made the plan, now I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) And if everybody does that, then everybody will just take naps. Mm -hmm. But if we all just realize one person at a time, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, that moves things. Mm -hmm. One little ripple moves things. It's like the Mother Teresa quote. One oh, drop. Mama, I don't. I don't want to butcher the quote, but it's a, the one about. Do you know the quote? The one about yeah, one drop in, <laughs> in the water Jeez. may seem uh-huh. small. You can look it up. Look at Mother Teresa. She's fabulous. Search ripple. Yes, there you go. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But it's true. It is true. One percent of time, it does create something. Yeah, and I think also just like, like Court said, keeping it. You know, keeping it simple. One person at a time, but. Another way to do that is just open up your eyes. You know, if mm. you are, use your eyes. Use your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you are feeling distracted, uh, whether it's on your phone or you're just like in your own mind, your thoughts, choosing to be present, choosing to open your eyes and really see people in front of you for who they are. See them as like, oh, this is like another human in front of me. And like Court said, the whole belonging thing, you know, it's like, I I belong to this person. I want this person to belong to me. And like, you know, I want them to feel loved and seen in this moment because like, what if today is the last day we have to live? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to treat every person in front of me like they are amazing because they are. (laughs) But sometimes I'm so distracted in my own mind with my own life that I don't take the moment to be present with whoever's in front of me. And yeah, it's, it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. Like Court said, it's just simple. Yeah, and practically, what that looks like and something that I try to practice, and you too, Care, 
is to keep our phones in our pocket or if we have a purse keep our phones in our purse when we meet with people (laughs) (laughs) when we meet with people i put my phone away and i turn it over on purpose and i don't touch it because i want to embrace that moment with someone and that Mm. that's not just for my friends Um, that's also for when I go order something. So practically what you can try doing, I would suggest you just try it because it is really fun, Mm -hmm. um, is keeping, yeah, a little social (laughs) experiment. You keep your phone in your pocket and when you go order something next, look that person in the eyes, ask them how they're doing and have a little conversation. When they ask you, oh, how are you? Because usually that's what happens. Try something new Mm. instead of saying, I'm good, thanks, because that's the, Everybody says that, and I don't even know if it's true most of the time. (laughs) Why not say something completely off the wall, like, I'm having a phenomenal Thursday, and Mm -hmm. I can't believe it's a Thursday. Can you? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do today? Mm -hmm. Asking those kind of questions. Mm -hmm. That one at a time, those little exchanges, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It For me, at least, it changes me. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to say, even today, I uh, I was getting, like, boba tea, you know, and asked the lady behind the counter, I was like, how are you today? After she asked me, and I was like, I'm good. And I was like, how are you? And she's like, fine. I'm like, just fine? Mm. Like, what's going on? Mm. And she had, you know, a bunch of stuff in her hands. And she, like, just put it on the counter and just, like, slumped over and was like, it's just been such a hard, long day. And I was like, really? I'm so sorry. You know, what's, what's, like, wrong? Why has it been so hard and long? Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's just been so many people have come in here and it's been so hot and like one of our employees didn't come into work and so i had to pick up extra time like extra you know shift, shift or whatever mm-hmm. and, and i really needed the break and whatever so but if i wouldn't have asked her there's no way or and like even show that i was genuine and really did care there's no way that she would have opened up like that but she was shocked that i really did care and wanted to know and i'm like of course i want to know mm-hmm. tell me everything girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. And yeah, boom. I mean, you you guys nailed it. Like, I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed, whether it's any type of goal, is you think of the big picture. I think that's just, and then you strategize and you want to take a nap. Like, just start one, start with the 1%, right? Just start with one person could be yourself start with one person could be your neighbor the next person you see for real don't focus on Mm -hmm. like the entire world if you do one person every day that's gonna multiply like crazy and i noticed that immediately hanging out with you guys today like more than anyone i've ever known you guys are like zoned in and like intentional with speaking to every single person that we've interacted with um, so I assume that comes with practice, correct? Or do you guys, do you guys do that without even noticing now? Like s- having those small interactions and like really like being genuine of like the boba tea lady. Yeah. That feels so normal to me now. Probably just, it'd be, I guess when you do it often, it becomes like second nature. I'm not sure. Well, it's like, it's like it's a person. It's not a cashier, right? We, when we put on labels on people, like that's a uh. cashier, that, oh, that's the gas person. Like, that's the... That, 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 as soon as you put a label on someone, they become an object and not a person. And then it's really yeah. difficult to get out of that. Like, mm. I... Because I remember, I, I that, yeah, I used to do that. Because we like to put people in boxes so that way it makes sense to us in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But then we miss out on the fact that 
we're each people. Mm-hmm. So when I remember, celebrating yeah, the yeah, celebrating the humanness, when I remember, oh my gosh, that's a person, suddenly it's a, it changes my mind for some reason from being, oh, you're a cashier, so your, your job is really just to take my money and give me what I ask <laughs> for. It's like, no, you're a person living a life behind the counter. I want to know that life. Yeah. What is that life? I'm curious about it. I don't know. It. I think that's the diff, like the main, like the difference. Probably to the point where we don't notice it anymore is just because we both try to see people as people, people hmm. not, um, not like labeling them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's cool. Um, because we talked about um, earlier today, like what do we love about ourselves, mm-hmm. which is not a typical question, which. I'm all for, and I love that question. Here for it. Yeah, here for it. (laughs) And I think that was so cool. And so what I want to say is what I've noticed and what I already love about you guys is that. So I hope you guys will appreciate that tonight, like as you're going to bed, right? And you're recounting your day. (laughs) I'm I'm out of words, but I'm thinking, and you're alone, and Karen won't open the door. You'll be be in there. (laughs) You'll be in your room with your door shut, like, appreciating that you guys have like that ultimate kindness now of course it's always a work and you want to level up and progress but it almost feels normal but someone who just barely met you and like has been observing that for real i've watched you both do it today of just like simple interactions you spent an extra 30 seconds with someone which is nothing you know but it means everything to that person Boom. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like that's a good spot to end, but I do have a section of the show that I want to have you guys do. Yeah. This is dope. Seriously. I could just talk to you guys forever. <laughs> you won't run out of like, words? Like. I, I might won't run out of words eventually. We'll like write back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but maybe in the morning I'll be. <laughs> I probably won't run out of words. So. <laughs> I'll do the talking for all three of us. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I have a section in the show that I call Scroll My Soul. And so what that means is from all my notes, conversations, like I for sure have lots of notes to write down from our conversations today, uh, podcast books, whatever, I write down kind of just notes, right? Yeah. And then I randomly scroll through my notes that I keep in my phone. Oh, how fun. And then I randomly, and then I say it to you guys. Yeah. And then I want to know, like, have you had an experience with that? What okay. does it remind you of? How does it resonate with you? Cool. So I'm randomly scrolling. I've never fun. heard of this before. That I love fun. it. <laughs> you guys have had the best reaction out of almost 40 guests. So thank you. What? <laughs> oh, great. So I do, too. Some Someone said Innovative. I. Someone should say. Oh, someone said I should rename my show that. Scroll my soul. Oh. It's a cool name, too. Yeah. And then. Okay. <laughs> okay, I like this because we kind of talked about this. So I wrote down, we can be grinding and happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a trade-off. So we can hustle and grind and be happy at the same time. Like it doesn't have to be a trade-off. Mm-hmm. And it's, f- I have a comment after I hear what you guys have to say about this. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? Yeah, just yeah. like, what do you think of it? Agree, disagree, somewhere in between. Because, like we said before, black and white, too easy to get in the gray. (laughs) I would say to that thought, absolutely. Because, and I would say that the reason that that's true 
is through celebrating the little moments. Mm -hmm. So you can be grinding and focusing. It's all about your perception of the moment. Mm -hmm. So you could be grinding and be like, this is so hard. You know, I wish I could just get to my goal already. Yes. Or you could be grinding and say, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to try this new thing and build something new. That Mm. shift right there, that gratitude is what, at least for me, Mm -hmm. makes it possible to hold a space for both um, the hustle, if Mm -hmm. you will, and the joy or the happiness that comes with life. Just finding those little things to celebrate. Like Karen and I are very intentional about Mm -hmm. celebrating little things on purpose. Mm -hmm. Every night we celebrate with wine. We find something (laughs) almost every night. Yeah, well, tell it. Like, so, yeah, what do you do? Like, on that note, though, like, to get practical. Because it's easy to say. Yeah, we have random dance parties. Yep. Uh. Like, several times a day. You know, something will happen. So as you're working together, because you're working at home, yep. hustling. Yeah, yeah, we'll get an email, a call, a text, some uh-huh. kind of win, whether super small or really big, whatever it is. And we'll just have a dance party to celebrate. We'll mm. high five each other, be like, you're doing such an amazing jo- job. Mm. Like, we'll take seconds just to, like, look each other. And, and with our, you know, parents, too, since, you know, we're all four co-founders, but mm-hmm. if we're with them. But if it's just the two of us, even, we'll just look at each other and be like, wow, I am, like, so proud of you. You're doing such a good job right now. <laughs> Do you know how amazing you are marketing? Like, I am so thankful to be on your team. Like, it is such a gift to be on your team. And she'll do the same for me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is the best day of my life. I mean, you know, words of affirmation. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. cloud nine. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it's amazing how those moments of like joy and happiness, however small, dancing it out, you know, celebrating each other, like speaking like words of affirmation and life over each other. It does make that grind and that hustle feel a lot easier. And, and it makes it feel like it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just... It's like the micro goals. So we'll have, so very practically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we love to go on walks, probably because we're Clydesdales. (laughs) (laughs) They're strutting down the street. (laughs) (laughs) We love to go on walks. And so we'll say, okay, if we finish this, then we can go on the walk. Very goal oriented. Right. So that's a a micro goal that we can achieve. We'll finish the thing. And maybe it took 30 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe three hours. It doesn't really matter. We have that goal in mind that that is something to celebrate because we could go mm-hmm. right now. I mean, totally. We could go at any point of the day because we are blessed to be able to. Yeah, that we're entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and we really can get up and go on a walk at any point in time. <laughs> but we will intentionally decide mm-hmm. to um, have like micro goals. Yeah. And then we'd go Four on that walk because we finished that little micro goal. Then we'll have like a micro celebration of finishing that Ooh, tiny goal. This is so good. So it's both. It's that pairing of, yeah. oh, you did it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you did it. Whatever it was that you didn't want to do, you did it first. Mm-hmm. You accomplished it. You crushed it. And now we're going to go on a walk. Yeah, How fun is that? We're going to celebrate in some way, shape, or form. And then we also, mm-hmm. of course, have macro goals that will that we're moving towards. Mm-hmm. But in order to move the needle, you have to do it one little bit at a time. So we, we also celebrate the one little bit at a time. Yeah. Even when it's something that doesn't go our way, it's still... Oh, we love celebrating failures. Yeah, we celebrate the failures too. Hold and on. And that's usually when we dance. Okay, we need to talk about yes. that. So Karen, like <laughs> talking about, I was thinking about writing a post soon about like, it's fun to suck. Yes. Meaning that like, because that means you're doing something new and like, 
it's almost motivating mm-hmm. to like beat that mm-hmm. so why do you celebrate failures well every time you fail it's an opportunity for growth mm-hmm. for you to learn and grow and continue to become as a person and so for us it's not a failure really isn't a failure if you like learn from it and and move on from it and celebrate Mm -hmm. it it is a failure if you get really down on yourself and you're like i'm the worst i hate myself you know like and then you stay in that space i think that is like a failure moment that that could have been like a beautiful celebratory i learned from this i Mm -hmm. became a better person because of this um what are you gonna say I was just going to say, well, I was just going to say being an entrepreneur is a risk in and of itself. So every every day we don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if you're not an entrepreneur. Nobody knows what they're doing. The Dalai Lama doesn't know what he's doing. Everybody's just doing their best one moment at a time. So then failing is just like, yeah, we didn't. Not someone saw that we didn't know we were doing. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But we do. Like Chris said, I mean, that is definitely probably a moment where we do a lot of the dancing that's uh, so dance cool. party is like we failed but like okay we're still alive <laughs> like we, we really didn't fail because we're still alive we're still learning we're still growing we're still mm-hmm. breathing life is still a gift we're still in this you know this learning game with koya and we get to have this opportunity mm-hmm. to work for ourselves we get to have mm-hmm. this opportunity to work with our family and create something new together we don't we aren't in corporate world doing nine to five and for us we're so thankful. Like some people love like the, you know, the safety that comes within that. And they love like working with team, like big teams. And I'm sure I probably would, but this moment for right now, feels like such a gift to create something Mm. new, to be in that potentially uncomfortable, often risky time. (laughs) Um, when was the last time like you had a failure or disappointment, like an actual one for Koya that you guys, I mean, like this morning, last yeah, night. Yeah, I know it happens all the time. Just name one. Because yeah. so people actually know it's real, right? Because oh they... My, like every day. I'm, I'm like, I'm not good with memory. <laughs> I'm like Dory from Finding Nemo. Well, that is true. You mentioned. You you get over things easily, which is good. I I, I can't think of something specific. Courtney probably, um, maybe you could uh, help with an actual <laughs> moment. But I feel like we fail 10 times a day. I don't know. Like yesterday... Uh-huh we were looking at our numbers so for the downloads and you know i'm in charge of marketing Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we were looking and my my parent my parents were just saying oh how come like you haven't done any um extra campaigns like how come we're not growing as much and they just were asking me that question Mm -hmm. mind you we just moved moving takes a lot out of you you moved Um, homes we moved homes so we were moving and had a lot going on and for some reason when they said that there were so many amazing things that happened yesterday but when i heard that i immediately was like oh my gosh i'm not doing enough yeah. and like i'm failing like mm-hmm. i'm failing and then karen ended up just like walking me through that and reminding me of hey but you're doing this and you know what it's not just on you and we're a team and da 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 da, da. so we like had this whole walk through mm-hmm. um and then we celebrated we yeah. were like all right you're right now uh, suddenly yeah suddenly i did <laughs> i did see the things that we were doing and that we were mm-hmm. moving things slowly um but i got overwhelmed what happened was in that moment for me i got overwhelmed by the macro goal mm-hmm. that i just felt pressure and i fell under that weight that it was even hard for me to do any micro goals because mm-hmm. i felt so much pressure mm-hmm. um and once we once that was removed then I could just breathe <laughs> and start doing the little things again and re- remembering that those things are moving towards um, yeah. the bigger goal. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's cool. Or my, this kind of relates all back to how can you make a difference? Mm-hmm. Focus on one person. Yeah. And then like business or personally focus on a micro goal. Mm-hmm. And I love micro celebration. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to take away from this is micro goals and micro celebrations. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You guys are awesome for real. You're awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome party. <laughs> so what do you guys, um, any final thoughts as we close, just whether it's business, um, anything, what like deep thoughts, anything mm. that you want to kind of close with that you that's on your mind right now? Any inklings? Mm. Well, I'm, it's just something I've been thinking about the last few days and I keep saying to like Court and my parents, just our team in particular, it's just this thought that we all, you know, have a seat at the table. We all belong. There's always a seat for every single person. And I actually think that each person has like a name on a chair, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you think of like a dinner party and sometimes you walk in a dinner party and you're, if you're late, it's a restaurant and there's like not a seat and you're like, Oh F like, ah, this <laughs> yeah. is so awkward. It's like, and everybody's like trying to like shuffle and then like, but some people don't see, so they don't move. And you're like, this is the worst. Like I was just trying to celebrate this person for their birthday. And now I feel like I'm an elephant and there's like no space for me. And like, this is so embarrassing, you know? And, and I think that in life, you know, there's this huge like table and each one of us Hmm. has a chair with our name on it. And I think that, you know, if you wake up and you show up, and you choose to pull out that chair and sit down and remind yourself, like, I have a place at this table. I belong here. That's everything. Um, some people will not go to the table until they're invited. Some people will not sit down until someone else pulls a chair out for them. Ooh. But I think everybody has a name on the chair and everybody has the ability to show up, go and sit down themselves. But it just takes like believing in yourself. And like Courtney said, you know, Waking up in the morning, looking yourself in the eye, choosing to love yourself mm-hmm. and be like, I'm worth this. I love myself. I know I belong. I know there's a place for me at that table. I'm confident. I'm smart. I have things like tools and abilities to bring to the table and offer in this world, in this life. If you believe those things and the way you walk in this world will be different and you will sit down at that table with confidence and you will show up in a way that you would have probably been like really timid or embarrassed or insecure about before so just like we've been like playing around this thought recently and um i think yeah our our thoughts do shape the way we act in the world mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i think it's powerful to believe that you do have a space there's a seat at the table for you so take it that's what Boom. i say. I love that I haven't, I haven't heard that before <laughs> i like that a lot and i would say when you sit down and you see who's around you don't be fooled by the way that people look because inside (laughs) each person I love this thought because it's a really a big so I might feel comfortable now sitting at the table Mm -hmm. but then I look around and sometimes I'm nervous because Mm -hmm. oh my gosh there's a president to my right and Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. you know oh there's this other person to my left and I don't belong here and then I like Mm -hmm. get out of my chair Or or give, or, yeah, or give it to someone else, yeah. which is Ooh. false humility. I belong there. Come on. Yeah. The thing that helps me stay seated mm. is when I look at people and I remember that inside each person that perhaps has an aging body, so they seem like there's something, mm. is a kid, just like you and me, doing the best that they can, mm-hmm. having their own insecurities, living their own life, 
being in their own world, the same things that you're experiencing and feeling inside is happening all around you. Maybe someone knows how to project something different, but that at the end of the day, it's they're the same. We're the same. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. feeling perhaps insecure. They might be having a bad day. Yeah. They might wonder why they're sitting there next to X, Y, Z. So everyone does. Yeah, everybody does. So it's not, it's imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. yeah, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. So it's remembering, okay, I belong. I'm going to pull out the seat. And then, oh, I see someone walking around. I'm going to pull out the seat for them because I remember what that felt yeah. like. It builds upon each thing and then remembering my voice matters and just because this voice may seem louder or may seem more important why is that Mm -hmm. we all have something beautiful and unique to share Mm -hmm. and bring to that table Mm -hmm. and then like you know uh, to tap or tap on (laughs) tap on that (laughs) 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 to add on to that (laughs) to jump on that i don't know pounce on that we're gonna keep going <laughs> uh, I like to dig my holes deep. Um, <laughs> Gord, I knew you were going to uh. die. Okay. <laughs> but add on to that. <laughs> when, like, an ambassador speaks, listening to them just as well as you would a janitor mm. at the table, and not because it's just, like you said, it's just a body. It's just someone like, or an executive that's in a business suit, you know, not listening to them more because of the way they look or how they project themselves, but, you know, looking at each person and seeing they're like a child, like just every person like this, look at their soul, you know, look at them and they're just like a child and like mm. they, have a story. they have a story and they have insecurities and they have dreams too. And when you simplify it and like strip them down in a non-weird way <laughs> speaking of pouncing and yeah, dig- digging deep holes and all the things <laughs> you know it, it's you it's simple yeah you simplify yeah. it you get to the heart and you're able to remove hmm. those labels mm-hmm. and treat everyone the same and remember that everybody has a powerful voice that's worth listening to including your own dang so that's you are you hearing this listen whoever's listening to this mm. this is very important yes. You belong, you have a chair, you have a seat at the table with your name on it, and you have the ability to invite people to that table. Mm -hmm. And you belong, truly. If you feel uncomfortable in your job or whatever you're doing, you absolutely 100% belong, Mm -hmm. and you're doing an amazing job. Just felt like you should know that. Yeah. Dang. I agree. (laughs) Dang, y'all. I'm bringing, I'm feeling it, y'all. I got the feels. I have been stripped down. Uh, yeah Ben. <laughs> yeah okay well for real thank you guys this has been so meaningful um to me and for real thanks for recovering my body <laughs> and my soul uh, <laughs> but for real too i have to make us. it awkward because you like awkward sh- no she you loves she loves it you she don't she loves awkward i love middle school boy sense of humor so like together <laughs> that's we're a good a great mix. team <laughs> okay awesome but for real thank you guys so much it's been awesome and everyone go download koya yeah on android and ios get it get it adios all right y'all i hope you enjoyed that interview with courtney and karen for real you can just hear how genuine and kind they are through that entire interview. And I appreciate that they spent the day and sat down with me to have that conversation. So this week, of course, is inspired by Koya, this week's challenge, and we want you to make someone's day. So whether it's once this week or once a day for the entire week, your goal is to make someone's day. Whether it's smiling at a stranger while passing by, 
saying hello to the person in the subway. You write a thank you card to a coworker or just any other kind act, anything you think of to make someone's day, anyone in your family, your friends, a stranger, do it. Go out there and make someone's day. Um, of course, you can check out the content of what we what we did. It was pretty awesome. We wrote thank you cards to, I mean, well, no, I'm not going to tell you what we did, but we did. I'll just give you a preview that we wrote thank you cards. And so later this week, make sure you catch the content on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, and we'll release the content of the challenge we did for Koya. So once you complete the challenge, there are a few ways you can report back. Let us know. We love seeing what the community does with these challenges. So you can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag Golink Challenge. Post it, tag us, do what it do. You can tag us in your stories or use the Golink hotline. So the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or you don't have social media, but you still desire a form of accountability. So to use the hotline and report your challenge, call 385 six two six zero five two five and follow the instructions follow us at Golink group my name is ben for real i love you thank you for listening i hope this made your day now go make someone else's day and this is the Golink show have an awesome week